This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. We're going to see 52,000 square foot facility in the new terminal. Some of the benefits of the new terminal, of course, is uh, not just ADA accessible terminal, but it's also an ADA friendly terminal. We have additional parking with 93 spaces added. Maybe one of the biggest ones that everybody's going to really like is uh, passenger boarding bridges. are installed on the new terminal, so no more walking outside in the rain and snow. That's Mike Parks, Columbia Regional Airport here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri yesterday. We love everything that is happening with this airport, with the terminal, the new terminal, which we had to do to be in ADA compliance and to get with it. Uh, I think, and I'll speak on behalf of Stephanie, we respectfully disagree with Mr. Mike Parks, though, on the aspect that everybody's going to love that we'll have bridges to get onto the airplanes because... Stephanie, I have this weird tick about something about walking on the tarmac onto an airplane. It's it makes a- you feel like a baller. baller. Yeah, just it, it. You feel very important. You know, if only they would like roll down the red carpet and when you exited, you came down the stairs like the president. That would be pretty cool. Some ropes along the side, maybe some people off the side <laughs> taking photographs. I mean, that's that that's that right. vibe. And we are kidding. We do like the fact that there are going to be bridges going onto the airplanes. But the other way was kind of okay, cool, you know, because you got the, your carry-on strapped over the shoulder and you got your suitcase. Brandon's pretending he's Patrick Mahomes. He's got some <laughs> shades and a suit and all stuff. And you got a sense of purpose and importance. You get you get the vibe, right, Marsh? Yeah, sure. Maybe they'll salute you at the bottom of the walkway and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, seriously, this this is an incredible facility. And it's not, just, it's not just like somebody got a new dress or something for prom. It's like somebody got a dress after getting a college degree and then a doctorate degree and getting a high paying job that's beneficial to the family that's i mean this is it's incredible well yeah we have uh our airport is like an adult we have like an adult <laughs> airport that looks like an actual airport it looked you know before i would tell people i was like yeah it's like kind of like a mobile home um essentially it's a trailer in the field in the middle of ashland missouri and it was i think it was a mobile building type thing um and and it just you know there was one bathroom no food um and you just you you, it was kind of laugh and we we all could have a good laugh because actually the service provided there is really good i haven't flown out of any other airport and we've all heard horror stories you hear that in other airports too um but uh, you know, everyone has travel has had travel woes, whether you're flying out of Columbia or St. Louis. Um, but I will say, I haven't flown out of anywhere else in the last ten years. It gets me to everywhere I need to go. Uh, you know, I've had a, a couple hiccups here, but for I would say ninety five percent of the time, no no problems whatsoever. I One night, Fred Perry and I, Fred Perry, who has Inside Columbia Magazine, publisher emeritus, uh, we got stranded there together. One night. not together like in that, but that was quite a story. Howsworth, yeah. big takeaways? I think the two things, I agree with Stephanie um, on it being big because the current terminal was built in 1968. We have had numerous presidents uh, that have come through there. I mean, we could go down the line, the dignitaries. Bob Hope, I remember him coming down. It was 100 degrees. Bob Hope had to walk out on the tarmac. He didn't have any you know place to go with a passenger boarding thing. So I think my two biggest takeaways are number one, the crowd it is super it superseded anything anybody could have expected i'm going with hundreds and i ac- actually ask uh patrice mr trees about that and uh, barbara buffalo and and it's it's just hard to tell because I, I look behind me and there were people literally lined up out the door standing in the corners as well so it's the biggest crowd the faa has ever seen for any event like that according to mayor buffalo but the other thing that stuck out to me is the um 
there's a we talk a lot, especially in Colombia, uh, Colombia business leaders and stuff. But there was a huge presence of Ashland and Jefferson City there yesterday. And Stephanie caught that right away. A lot of Ashland people. Kyle Michael was there, the city administrator, and I noticed a lot of executives from Jeff City companies. There were central bank people there. So this is truly a regional airport, and I think that's very important to note. The chief of police from Ashland. Yes. Dave Edwards, yeah. he was there. Yeah. Kerry Turgeon, mayor of Jefferson City, was there. I thought it was cool seeing people like former mayor Bob McDavid there. Brian Treese was there. Former city manager John Glasscock. Kerry Turgeon, obviously, uh, was there. Cherie Tolson, Reich, Congresswoman Vicki Hartzler, Governor Mike Parson. I think he said a couple of important things. And I'll, I'll take the knocks, but I'm a big believer on a sense of arrival in your first impression of something. You have one chance to make a first impression. You look at all the new businesses that have moved into the Columbia area and how important they are and the expansions you're seeing. And that's going to continue to grow. And I think, again, you're going to find it's going to be a much larger destination for people not only in the state of Missouri, but other states. You have 30,000 people a year that go to the Missouri State uh, Prison. Uh, Carrie Turgeon says they're from all over the world. I mean, John, that the, the Missouri State Prison is kind of a bigger deal than I think what us locals think. This has some some pretty good uh, recognition nationwide. Yeah, they call that that whole scene historic tourism, and a lot of people are, are real, real into that. I mean, they bring in busloads of people and. It- yeah, it, it's a destination for sure for a lot of those folks. Well, and another person that was also there was Moon Choi, and I heard kind of in talking with other people, they feel like there's going to be a lot of synergy between that new next-gen center and all of the healthcare initiatives at University of Missouri and the airport, and that's really going to facilitate a lot going on at that facility. Yeah, there's no doubt, and I touched on that a little bit, Stephanie, in the 603 newscast on uh, on on there, because Dr. Mo- Dr. Choi obviously wants to see that happen, basically a medical destination. Brandon, there's one other person and you, you, you hit, on the, hit it on the head. There were probably other people we didn't see. But one person we have to add to that list is Ray Beck. And Ray Beck, um, he, when he was city manager, his nickname, because I covered him, his nickname in town was King Beck. I mean, basically, Ray Beck ran the city of Columbia. But if you heard what they said, they said yesterday he obtained that land without using eminent domain in 1963. And I can tell you, and I know some of our listeners will remember it, um, there were people in town, especially in, in tight budget times, that would call into to the radio station here and say, nobody's going to fly, fly out of that airport. You're wasting money. You're wasting money. Ray Beck fought to keep, because otherwise that airport could have closed. People thought it was a waste of money. Um, they wanted it shut down. And Ray Beck said no. And quite frankly, if it wasn't for Ray Beck, and to a certain extent Darwin Hindman, but I would say Ray Beck, we wouldn't be where we are today. That airport would be gone. So what what questions did we actually get answered yesterday? Because after we posted our pictures, I know the listeners had a lot of questions. People are really concerned about having to pay for parking. Are we going to have to pay for parking? I know they said they're doing additional parking. I didn't hear any suggestion that we would have to pay for no, parking. No, pay. But I also didn't hear any, any announcements about additional flights. What we learned yesterday, not not additional flights, although there, Charlotte's going to be first in line, because that, and that's been promised. That, that was affected by the pandemic. I know we talked about Phoenix and other places. All those are, are points. The pandemic is affecting it, but, but no additional flights at this time. The two big things we learned yesterday are, number one, the, the new terminal, the first flights will be October the 26th. So it'll be next Wednesday. 
and Brandon and I were both asked this question, and I had to follow up on it, um, and and did people are asking what is going to happen to the current COU terminal? They're going to use that for car rental counters. They're going to use it for public safety. We had a caller yesterday to Randy Tilbury that wanted to put the homeless shelter, by the way, in the current uh, ter- terminal. No, and, 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 and obviously, well, and that wouldn't work for a variety. Of, first of all, there's no services out there, and I couldn't tell if he's being facetious. That's not going to happen. And we've done all this work to create a beautiful sense of arrival to all of these people that come from all across the country and the world. No, That's you, not, it's not. You no. don't put them out at the bus station in downtown Columbia, the gem of Columbia. We, let's not repeat that mistake again. I did talk to Mike yes. Parks, director of the year, because I'm always interested in that flight sure. to Denver, which we had mm-hmm. for like three minutes in March of 2020. Remember what else happened in March of 2020? pandemic yeah yeah that was yeah. Which, to me he and whispered I, as if it was a bad word <laughs> yeah. oh it was so frustrating because that was that flight was going to take off yep. it was a big deal from here and it was United. important me being selfish it was important to me it's easier for me to get out west sure. to see my grandkids in idaho but i did talk to them they're con- and stacy button with the and i can't remember ready, exactly. ready. yeah mm-hmm. ready uh the meetings that go into this stuff behind the scenes, the years that it uh, takes. I did talk with Mike Parks. They're constantly working on trying to get new flights, but Denver, Phoenix, and Charlotte have been kind of the ones that have been on the radar trying to get points. So we have points north and south, but we don't have any destinations as far as this right to the left and to the right of the country geographically on a map. But this stuff mattered 366 days ago. 366 days ago, you and I yep. were at Next Gen when That's they right. cut the ribbon for that. We're in Senator Roy Blunt. Get That's 366 right. days. What's happened in the past year there, they have doubled the number of researchers, and those researchers brought in millions of dollars in research money. So that's why these things like the airport, it's important. And just for you, you want to go see family, you don't have to go to St. Louis. Right. You don't have to go to Kansas City. And in a lot of situations, I have found I'm serious. Check it out. Do your math one time. Uh, do your math sometime on this. It is financially feasible to fly out of Columbia Regional Airport. I also got to be honest, uh, until recently. Uh, and that's not Columbia Regional Airport's fault. Prices, as a matter of fact, I'm paying 50% less to fly out of St. Louis, St. Louis at Thanksgiving to uh, uh, to see my grandkids. But usually I do fly out of Columbia. Hopefully this is temporary. But the opportunities do. I mean, I'm surprised sometimes. I just went to Las Vegas. I left my home in the morning. Yep. It was quite early. I took yeah. the 5 a.m. flight, but I landed at 9 a.m. Vegas time. So to wake up in your own bed and to have a, you know, and to be in Vegas by the morning, I mean, it provides significant business opportunities to people right here in Midmo. And, and, and comfort as well. In the, of one other thing Dr. Choice said that didn't get, I didn't, don't think it got any media attention, but he said it. And I, I, I think he went off the cuff when he said it, but I, I, I thought it was significant. He announced yesterday, Brandon, I'm sure you heard it as well. I, I fell out of my chair because it's a big deal. He said they are going to hire 500 new faculty members at Mizzou in the next five years. That has not been reported before. That's a big deal. And the other thing that was announced yesterday, the Mizzou marching band will be there for the arrival of every <laughs> single flying, paying you. No, they're not going to do that. 874-9390. Kevin, what is on your mind? Well, that was me yesterday that said put the homeless shelter out there. And there was some sarcasm there, uh, of course. (laughs) Thank you for fact-checking. We appreciate it. Instead of them being on every street corner with their little signs, they could be part of the welcoming committee where you have a sign with the the, um, person's name as they come in. And as far as services, I mean, as, as long as... They're doing something like maybe washing windows um, to my car and stuff like they do in other homeless um, 
areas, not in Columbia, which would be kind of nice. I always have a dirty windshield. Um, but in other places, they actually clean your windows for the, for the tip so that they're actually providing a service. In New York City, they hold the, the bathroom door open for you so you don't have to touch it. Because, you know, that's nasty. I would tip um, for that. But here in Columbia, <laughs> yeah. they just sit there and don't do anything. Uh, so. Yeah, Kevin, I like your idea. Put them out there and put them to work. And thank you very much for listening to Wake Up Mid-Missouri this morning. I'm Brandon Rather. It's Stephanie Bell, John Marsh, Brian Houseworth, producer Hannah is here. So, uh, yeah, put them to work out there like a pilot doesn't show up and you get the homeless. Hey, can you fly the plane? The pilot didn't show up. And I will say this. I did see on um, uh, 60, uh, old 63 in Broadway the other day right there at Stevens Lake Park. I did see a panhandler picking trash up out of the street. I kind of thought that was uh, interesting. Coming up. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. To make sure that I continue to push on what I've been pushing on. It's not politically motivated at all. Do you get angry? How, what is your reaction to that as you hear that? Do you get angry? Or do you laugh? It's not politically motivated at all. What midterms? 19 days from now, that's how we walk into the daily D.C. Run down the circus tent that is Washington, D.C. with Stephanie Bell. So yesterday, Joe Biden did announce he's going to release 15 million barrels of the strategic oil reserve, which he already agreed to a long time ago. But he's giving himself a pat on the back and telling everyone that it has nothing to do with the timing of the election. All um, while eating an ice cream cone. Nope. Yep. He's going he's gonna to have a friend today. He's going to be eating an ice cream cone with a friend today. Have you heard this whole visit? is? This is bizarre. This is bizarre. So he is actually going to campaign for Fetterman today. Um, and we talked a little bit about Fetterman's uh, capabilities, uh, yes. capacity. Um, and most candidates on the Democrat side are shunning a visit from Joe right before the midterms. And Fetterman's like, come on down. <laughs> and here's the thing. The purpose, this is not just a campaign visit, but the White House says Joe Biden is going to campaign with Fetterman because Biden, I'm not kidding, wants to prove that Fetterman is A-OK and sound of mind. Even in the White House the other day, Corinne Jean-Pierre said, oh, no, Biden thinks uh, Fetterman's got all his mental capacities about him. Uh, the president has found him to be just as capable as always. But he was just as capable as always. <sighs> uh, and listen, the guy had a stroke. That's not funny. It is still affecting him by all accounts. But maybe he's smarter than we think he is. Because, you know, when you want to look good, right, put like an ugly person next to you. And you're like, well, I look good <laughs> compared to that person. And so Fetterman's like, you know what? I'm going to look smart. <laughs> Next to Joe Biden, maybe he's smarter than we give him credit for. Well, it was an old socializing uh, socializing ploy. If you're out, you know, at a bar or something, and you see a group of women, don't always go to the hottest chick in the bunch. Okay, you start with somebody lower on the totem pole, so you look like a good guy. Don't behave that way anymore. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, we've talked before. We end up talking about dead people a lot, yeah. and one of the conversations and something that I've learned is that you can mail. Uh, packages of ashes and bodies, and there's lots of rules around that. But anyway, this didn't bring me any... And, and everyone's like, yeah, you just mail grandpa through the mail. Um, apparently, the UP, uh, United Personal Service, uh, the brown truck folks, are getting a civil penalty of $5.3 million because uh, they have... Uh, disposed of hazardous waste uh, improperly and it happens a lot when packages containing certain hazardous waste materials are damaged and i'm thinking didn't they didn't we just hear from folks that you can mail grandpa and everything's cool and 
you know, but, you know, packages of hazardous waste. So the, if are, they get a package and they can't ever find the recipient or who sent it, they just toss it out in the backyard? I don't think so, but I think they've had some issues with exactly how some of those things are being disposed. They've also do like day-to-day -day maintenance, which involves hazardous waste. And apparently we're also improperly disposing of that. So they've been hit with a big fine and they're like on uh, probation uh, to clean up their act. Wake Up Mid-Missouri is very familiar with being on probation when it comes <laughs> to our video feed. Are we good this morning, though, Producer Hannah? Knock on wood, yes. We are good. You can watch the show on our YouTube feed, Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I have to squeeze this in before Feel Good Friday because I'm not going to say this tomorrow, but apparently our top U.S. military... This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. We're constantly working on our roads, improving our roads. Tanner Bridge Road. That's uh, Presiding Commissioner, uh, Presiding Cole County Commissioner Sam Bushman. Last night, there is uh, kind of a candidate's form put on by the Jefferson City News Tribune. He is the current Presiding Commissioner and up for re-election 19 days from now is the election. Uh, and then Carla Steck was asked. So that's Sam Bushman. He's saying here's one of our biggest biggest avenues of opportunity. It's agriculture. Talks about how important it is. Uh, which, and there's differing numbers out there. But I, I think we're approaching it's a, a billion dollars the ag industry is to the state of Missouri. And typically it's top one or two. It's important. So he's saying there's some ways that we can capitalize on some more opportunities there. Carla Stack was asked about one of the first things that she would do if she became presiding commissioner in Cole County. Very simply with how meetings are run currently with the um, county commissioners. The idea of our First Amendment has been pushed to the side. That's Carla Steck. By the way, Gary Castor from Jefferson City News Tribune. Great job. Any, uh, still, uh, John, pretty much on, on track. Sam Bushman, this should be an easy election night for Sam Bushman 19 days from now. Yeah, I would presume. I mean, he's a sitting commissioner. He hasn't had any opposition in past races and all, but, uh, Carlos Steck kind of joined the race at the 11th hour and all, and I think it's I think it's Sam Bushman's race to lose. Yeah, and Carlos Steck, you know, I'm sure she I've I've had no personal dealings with her, but her big thing is art, and I think more than once she has kind of alluded to that's you know we need more arts in in the county. I don't I just don't think that's something that would resonate with anybody. I don't think that's an important thing for us right now. Uh, welcome into the show. It's Wake Up Mid Missouri. That is Mr. John Marsh. Stephanie Bell is here. Good morning. There's producer. Hannah. Good morning. Brian Hounsworth is also here. My name is Brandon Rather. Glad you could be here. 874-9390. Uh, there's another big thing happening, and this has been, it was only, I think it was less than 20 years ago. The new, the interchange 7063 MoDOT tells us well over 20,000 vehicles a year go through uh, at least the 63 aspect of it. One of the busiest intersections uh, in all of, if not the busiest intersection in mid-Missouri. 7063. And you know, if you're in Columbia or let's say that you're, uh, let's say you're coming from Jefferson City, you're coming from Ashland and you need to get on to 70, especially westbound 70, it's not fun. And we just improved this stuff less than 20 years ago. Yeah, it's terrible. I had kids who played way out on Cosmo. Yeah. It's like an hour from Ashland to get all the way over west. It's terrible. It can be a trip. Changes are coming. Modot's going to be doing some stuff. I want to bring in Steve Spellman. You hear him from time to time here as a guest co-host on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Does a lot of writing for the Missourian and has a great piece in ComoBuzz.com. Steve, we welcome you in. Uh, the piece in ComoBuzz.com is talking about the 6370 interchange. Kind of bottom line, what some potential changes are that we might be seeing there in the coming years. 
Yeah, uh, Brandon and Stephanie and folks, so uh, thanks for having me on this morning. Uh, yeah, they're, they're finally looking at, uh, they've got some funds, uh, federal funds, and then some new gas tax monies, and uh, looking at I-70 at large, but there ain't no money for what all they want to do. And you kind of boil it down to this I-70-63 interchange, which is the biggest pinch point in town and really the biggest intersection in mid-Missouri. Um, there's kind of three options that MoDOT was presenting here recently. I saw a forum on this. There have been some public forums as well. Kind of three options. One is glorified turn lanes to the existing thing, and that's just not worth messing with. There's two other alternatives, and what they uh, saw basically is, you know, there's several different turns there, and it's all snarled up either way you want to go. Basically, coming in from any four directions, turning left or right. But the main thing is, and I don't want to radio sort of a map, but like if you're coming from, say, Ashland, Jeff City from the south and wanting to turn left toward like the mall in Boonville, Kansas City, that's the number one uh, turn, basically. There's the most traffic on that. And right now you got to go through like three lights mm-hmm. and a left turn lane. That's one lane for a major highway interchange. Yeah. And then the other direction that they say is the second busiest is kind of going the other way, kind of coming from, you know, Boonville and the mall and taking a right to the south toward kind of Ashland, Jeff City. And really, either one of these alternatives uh, make a solution for that. Uh, a proper turn lane kind of going from the mall, Boonville, going right. So basically a, an exit ramp where you don't have to stop <laughs> like any other exit in, in the world. Um, and then there's a couple options with basically making kind of a, either sky bridge or uh, kind of cloverleaf uh, turn. For people coming from the Jeff City Ashland area, kind of turn left toward the mall in Boonville. So uh, they say it take about 17% of the traffic out of there. Doesn't sound like a lot, but rush hour that could really clean it out. And then there's some other yeah. uh, improvements kind of to the, the local interchanges, uh, kind of redoing and adding some stuff on like the Clark Lane in on the north side. And then that south side, it looks like kind of consolidating that into like one traffic light at least. Um, you know, where it kind of comes out of coming from Sam's or Keene Street and it pumps traffic that's coming from like Jeff City to, you know, turning turn right to, to St. Louis and, and all that stuff. Um, all right. Our guest yeah, is uh, our guest, Steve Spellman. Great piece, Comobuzz.com, talking about the 6370 interchange and some of the changes we'll be seeing here in the coming years. Steve, it's one of those kind of deals that the intersection, I don't know, I think for a lot of folks, a mindset is. No matter what you do, it's a major choke point. I mean, you can get off on Stadium or you can get off on Broadway and all, but the vast majority of traffic really doesn't have an option when you hit that interchange, do they? No, it's an archaic deal. It's just been added to improve piecemeal, um, you know, glorified turn lanes. There's those flyover lanes that were, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago. Like if you're coming from, you know, Jeff City to Moberly, you're just passing through. You don't have to stop, but... Yeah, really to turn any direction on either one of those uh, you know, major highways, the biggest uh, interchange in the state, uh, it, it's a it's a, a big deal. Uh, one other thing, um, so there's some options about, basically there's that huge mega bridge, basically, that's an overpass of I-70 there that, you know, snarled up in the traffic lights. They're going to uproot that and do something or other uh, one way or the other. And there's two options there I saw from MoDOT. One is put in a diverging diamond, which there's one by the mall, by stadium. Um, there's some other places throughout the state. So some people like that, some don't. It can move traffic a little better. And another is to kind of take all the kind of left turns in there and angle them into kind of a, I can't even have a picture here, but kind of a diagonal one traffic light uh, intersection. So basically redoing that thing so there isn't, well, like three, three traffic lights a person's got to go through to, 
uh, to get any different direction there. Is the diagonal one traffic light thing the stuff they have in St. Louis where it really feels like you're driving on the wrong side of the road? I hate uh, that. It's 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 a little it's a little different. I think uh, we went through some like that. We went up to actually a Shomi Institute uh, uh, event uh, a, a few weeks ago. Saw so Jim Bukowski and some good folks there. But over by uh, past Forest Park, the zoo uh, by Barnes uh, Jewish Hospital, there's there's something like that. But yeah, basically, if you're coming to the intersection and taking a left, it angles you kind of into this you know X shaped. Uh, diagonal thing. I think there's one in Springfield. I think I've seen something like that. Well, and the other again, it's kind of like, yeah. Yeah, the other thing that I have concerns about though is when they whatever they decide to do, what happens for the you know the <laughs> yeah. years of the project? <laughs> like you know, it's only going to be worse in the when they're actually improving it. I think. Do they have a plan? Um, I don't know about the uh, construction uh, <laughs> dealing with that pain, other than tell locals, hey take another route, you know, take stadium around there. uh, Well, let me get your uh, opinion on this because so uh, we had been in in process for about a year had been working on trying to do something, not to change the actual road through 6370, but some kind of project where we can enhance the look on the entryway here into the heart of Mm mid-Missouri, but was told, hey, MoDOT's got to be doing something there in the next few years, so it's not doable. Here's what I I think we should just blow the whole thing up and start over. (laughs) So yeah. ideally, it'd be probably something like a modern cloverleaf, you know, or Marshall mm-hmm. Junction intersection of 65, like every other major interchange of two super highways. One, there ain't no money to do so. And two, if you notice, there's a lot of businesses that are built up there. You know, the Bob Evans Steak and Shake, yeah. there's a couple hotels, a, ga- a gas station, et cetera. And displacing those businesses is just even more prohibitively, you know, expensive and a mess. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of elbow room there at 6370. You look, you know, the hotels and the the, the restaurants and, of course, uh, the homeless folks. They've got a little town down in one of those. There is no elbow room right. in those. in the woods, yeah. yeah. Steve Spellman, yeah. uh, greatpeacecombobuzz.com. Also going to be the featured speaker tomorrow at the uh, Columbia Pachyderm meeting. What are you covering tomorrow at the Nooner? Yeah, these constitutional amendments are on the ballot. A lot of attention on the candidates and so forth. You guys uh, on the station have been covering that really great. Uh, the constitutional amendments, some people know about the marijuana thing, but there's five questions on there. And I just saw where there's not a lot of information out there. I mean, on this or that, but I asked around the concerned citizens, voters are like, oh, I don't even know about those. Yep. Yeah, uh, there's so the, the five. Together and be, yeah, and then we're talking at the Columbia Packard yep. Club. Uh, that's a noon tomorrow at the Dickey's Barbecue on Forum. And that's right there at Forum and Stadium. And there's Amendment 5, which deals with National Guard. Amendment 1. Right. Let me ask you this, we got to go. And I, I don't need an explanation. I don't need anything. Yeah. I just need an answer. 19 days from now, when you walk into the voting booth, how are you voting on Amendment 3? Uh, I'm a no on the medical mar- or the uh, marijuana one. No. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Because a lot of people value your opinion. There's still a lot of people, I think, undecided on that. Steve Spellman, he writes a lot for the Missourian. You hear him occasionally as a guest co-host here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. And now a great piece, comobuzz.com, regarding the 6370 interchange. Thanks for your time this morning. Take, take care, y'all. All right. Mike Pence, doing an event last night, Young America's Foundation at Georgetown University. He was, And I want to get your, I want to get both your thoughts, John, Steph. Uh, He was asked this question. Mr. Pence, if Donald Trump is the Republican nominee for president in 2024, will you vote for him? So he was asked, if Trump is the nominee in 2024, will you vote for him? Uh, John, how do you think Mike Pence answered the question? Right? 
Uh, yeah. Not I'm, an easy call. I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yes, I guess he would say. Okay. Well, so I you, don't know, though. <laughs> you're saying you're <laughs> saying yes. I don't know. Maybe. No. You've got all your bases covered. Steph, how about you? If he's the nominee, the only option is don't vote or vote for a Democrat. And I think Mike Pence would say yes. Now, if the question was, will you campaign for him or help him? I think the answer is for sure no. All right. Yeah. So that's a good point. All right, so we've got all of our bases covered. How did he answer the... This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. The economy is strong as hell. The internal Inflation is worldwide. That's Joe Biden. Our economy is strong as hell, he said, while licking a mint chocolate chip ice cream cone. I think we do know that as a point of fact now is mint chocolate chip in a waffle cone, licking that ice cream cone. Our economy is strong as hell while eating, as John Marsh pointed out, a $9 ice cream cone. I wonder what Eric Schmidt thinks about those statements, our attorney general and U.S. Senate candidate. We'll find out he's here this morning, coming up at 810. Join us. Make sure you let your friends know. Maybe, And maybe you have some friends that are not decided in this election, which is, I think, kind of odd at this point. I think everybody pretty much knows how this election is going to turn out. But it doesn't mean, doesn't mean that we don't show up. And I'll go back. You know, here's a great story. And this happened here in mid-Missouri, April 2022. City council race in Columbia. Long, long-time incumbent um, in, a, in a tie with a challenger. Uh, Roy Lovelady, Carl Scala. Every vote matters. If one more person would have voted, it wouldn't have been a tie. You know there's someone out there who's like close to one of them. Somebody's not in the family will anymore. And just that day, you know, something came up or whatever, or they decided, you know what? The incumbents got it in the bag. Yep. I don't need to vote. Uh, so don't think that. There's there's an actual lesson uh, from mid-Missouri on that's why we go to the polls and vote. I would highly encourage you to check your ID. Make sure that it is not expired because that's another big thing. Brianna Lennon, Boone County Clerk. I don't know how we are in other counties like Callaway, Montauk, or Cole, but I know they are looking specifically needing Republican election officials and volunteers. It's you, They got to have it, and Brianna just can't get it. And if you've been interested in, and you have the ability, if you're retired or you have the ability to take a day out of your schedule and you're worried about election integrity, this is for you. Contact the Boone County um, uh, uh, office, Boone County Clerk's Office, Brianna Lennon, if you want to help. Welcome to the show. It's Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Stephanie Bell, producer Hannah Bryan Houseworth, John Marsh. I am Brandon Rathert, former Vice President Mike Pence, doing an event yesterday. Young America's Foundation. This was at Georgetown University here. Here was the question. Mr. Pence, if Donald Trump is the Republican nominee for president in 2024, will you vote for him? All right. Are you going to vote for him, Mr. Pence? Marsh, you're kind of like, I don't know what the answer is. You don't know how he's going to answer. I think it's going to be some political dance around. (laughs) Steph? I think he's going to say yes. All right. Let's hear what he had to say. (laughs) First, the uh, uncomfortable pause. Well, there might be somebody else I'd prefer more. That wasn't the question. You're exactly right. Wasn't the question. And is he a political tr- dance around? <laughs> or as Marsh said, it's a political dance around. And I think obviously an allusion to, well, maybe not the guy. Maybe it's not Trump. You know, what I can tell you is I'm, I have every confidence that the Republican Party is going to sort out leadership. All my focus has been on the midterm elections, and it'll stay that way for the next 20 days. But as political dance around. I'm. Uh, I'm, uh, we're going to put the best candidate. That wasn't the question. The question was, 
are you would you vote for Trump if he was the nominee? I'm surprised we haven't heard from Trump already, like just bashing Mike Pence for that pause and that answer. After that, we'll be thinking about the future, ours and the nation's, and uh, I'll keep you posted, okay? Uh, Mike Pence on his take, whether or not uh, he would vote for Trump. Former President's ace, the guy who tried to steal the election from me. And he was trying to do this. I don't know how I'm going to vote. <laughs> uh, hey, we are coming up big, uh, big homecoming weekend. We are so excited. Uh, Marsh going to be hanging out with us homecoming event. We're doing the Tiger tailgate two hours before the game is what you want to do. Go to our websites, 93.9theeagle.com and kwos.com if you want to take part in our free Tiger tailgates. Put on by Buffalo Wild Wings, Culligan of Mid-Missouri, Bud Light, High Noon, Hard Seltzers. So, in Jefferson City, you can go to Big O Tires. Uh, in Mexico, you can go to Graffin Sons. In Colombia, also Big O Tires. And what you do, you go and just ask for your free passes. They give them to you. You come join us a couple of hours prior to the game. And we feed you and we drink you. And then it's game time. By the way, Stephanie and I are going to be uh, downtown emceeing the parade. Exact location. Oh, uh, uh, my. Downtown. Well, Somebody no, said. No, we're on Broadway. <laughs> okay. And I put a map up. We can put it up on the Facebook page. They do have a map and there's a stage on Broadway. Last year we were really close to City Hall. But you'll see like a big raised platform. We'll have some judges and us. Way to throw Stephanie right under the bus. She right? posted it on her Twitter handle, didn't she? I, At Stephanie S. Bell. But like, if Twitter. you ask me the the street name, did you put it on your Twitter? I'm on the we're on the corner of Broadway and Ninth ish, between Ninth and 